Hot town somewhere in the city, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the preview show sponsored by Betway. Wolves advance in the Europa League and the Champions League is back. It's Friday the 7th of August. I'm Marcus Speller. I'm Luke Moore. And I'm Andy Russell. Greetings, one and all, on this very warm day in London. It's Friday. It's very close to the weekend. Tonight we have the Champions League. Oh, my giddy aunt, are we looking forward to that? But before we talk about that European competition... Let's talk about how many words... We have a battle about how many words you can get in the intro every week. Let's talk about the playoff final. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, you, um, people should know that um, you, you are very ambitious. I think admirably so uh-huh. in how big the, the intro can be in the time frame. I didn't have faith in you today. <laughs> And you've proved me wrong. There was a little bit of wiggle room still. There and was he could have put his middle name in there. He could have done. Which is? You'll have to find out if, by listening next week. There we go. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. It's a, it's a cliffhanger already. Do that uh, at the end, not now. Oh, yeah. I don't know. What, what I like particularly, I think Marcus needs room to do, you know, that smashy and nicey backman turner overdrive. Let's rock. Let's rock, yeah. With the hands. Kick it in then. Yeah. yeah. yeah uh, exactly. as, as the music crescendos. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, we want them in the Premier League with their new stadium. Yeah. What a pity, everybody. Yeah. What a pity. Lovely to see Fulham up, Andy. I think you'll agree. Allow me that, OK? I've waited a few days. I think, is it I think... lovely, <laughs> while they're re- rebuilding that stand, yeah. to have so much wind off the off the Thames? Oh. I'm, I'm not sure it is. Can they do it on a windy night in West London? I love... Get it out by November, that's what Indeed. I'm saying. Look, it's just nice to have a club who've got a billionaire <laughs> owner back in the Prem. I think we can... <laughs> I, like, I, like, I like the idea that producer Charlie has to do the schedule for every show during the week and goes, yeah. if we don't put Marcus on after Fulham have been promoted, yeah. is that a problem? He'll probably mention it anyway. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I mean, the greatest goal scored at the new Wembley thus far. I think we can all agree. Name a better one. You can't, can you? No, because I genuinely don't think we should be covering it today. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's talk about Wolverhampton Wanderers. They deserve it for crying. Yeah, let's they, do that. they do deserve it. They rode their luck at times, Andy. But my goodness, they're in the quarterfinals of the Europa League. Big stuff. Uh, you know, people, not. people are going to say <laughs> people are going to say they they rode their luck. I, ju- I just think they people they, have said it. Yeah, well, today. I've heard that, I heard them on the way here. Yeah. They said it. And I want you to... to... Leaning out their windows want... and saying it. <laughs> Just because London's very hot today. Yes, yes exactly. But I, I do think that's, that's a, a little bit unfair on Wolves mm-hmm. because I think it's unrealistic to expect, especially in the back end of the competition, that they're not going to have to grind a few results out. And I touched on it yesterday when we were previewing the game. Olympiacos were really good. Mm. And that, they've had a really good season. And this, to me like a lot of the games at the back end of the Europa League, is Champions League standard. Mm. And Wolves have proved they can live with that. You and know, Olympiacos have more experience. I'm really, yeah, I'm really much, interested. Much more experience. In that point, it's really fascinating to me because Europa League is derided. If you, if you look at something, I think it was something earlier this week on Twitter, saying the clubs that Spurs could draw in the Europa League. And it was a lot of teams that no one had heard of and people were laughing about it. But what I think is sometimes lost in that is in the latter stages, the quality is very good. Yeah, I mean, that, that's, and that's, the, that's the thing, isn't it? Sevilla-Roma game, which I know we'll come on to. Yeah. Incredible game. Exactly. It, it was but, brilliant. But played that, at such a great pace. That is the thing with the Europa League, Luke, that everyone talks about the, the haves and have-nots in the Champions League. I don't think there's a bigger gulf between the haves and the have-nots anywhere than in the group stages of the Europa League. Yeah, right, yeah. I agree with that. Yeah. It's, it's enormous. Yeah. I mean, I, we've, we've said it before on here, or I've, I've said it before on here, that, that when you knew Arsenal were in real trouble this season was when they didn't win all six games. In, yeah, in, you in, mentioned in, that. In, in the Europa yeah, League group that. stages. You know, they looked all over the shop. Yes, and, and it was after a Europa League game, actually, after they lost to Eintracht Frankfurt, mm-hmm. that um, Emery got... Um, 
thrown out in the street, as they would say in Spain. Is that, is that how they say it? Yes. Ah. We would say you got the tin tack. Or the, the uh, what's the, the old... Spanish archer. The Spanish archer. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you who I like as a player. Do you know who I like as a player? And, and, and perhaps this is me stating the obvious or whatever, but... Raul Jimenez. No, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he seems to score a few goals. <laughs> Do you know what I think's a tricky customer? Yeah. Adama Traore. Is he? No. I, I like, I like um, Ruben Vinagre, you know. He doesn't seem to play yeah. an awful lot, but every time mm. I see him, he came early in the game yesterday, obviously. And, yeah, and, because Johnny went off, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, and whenever I see him, for, for his age and... For the fact that he doesn't really start football matches very often for mm-hmm. Wolves, I think he looks such a good player, like a really good prospect. Well, and he's he's got really good pedigree as as well. So um, was, was he was he born from a series of um, pedigree horses? Is that what you're saying? Is that he's a long line of, of, of race horses? Is that what you mean? By that? A long line of left backs. Okay, his dad played for his left back. C- certainly. Yeah. But I, I think um, it shows that Wolves do have that quality not quantity everyone's yeah. always talking about the, the 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 small squad but i think their game management is absolutely magnificent they defended really really well mm-hmm. in that game of course uh Rui patricio had to make a few really good saves he's, he's there he's, for he's andy Marcus, exactly that, that is, gotta do it mm-hmm. exactly what he's what he's there for and i, I always said it's, it's not a foregone conclusion against olympiacos i mean you know i think it's easy to say wolves didn't play well or wolves didn't play their best but realistically Olympiacos gave Spurs a really good game twice in the mm-hmm. Champions League. Yeah. And then they gave Arsenal a really good game twice in the Europa League. Does does there not come a point where we actually have to say, right, they're good. They're in European competition yeah. virtually every year. As you say, Marcus. Right, they're really out now, so the jokes yeah, Exactly, yeah. yeah. See, well, ya. Exactly. See ya. It's a knockout match and Wolves are through. Yeah. Exactly. And between yeah. the two between the, the, the two competitions, they ended up taking one of Olympiacos' best players as well, Wolves, didn't they? And uh, yeah. Daniel Pedenza, who had such an important role in, in creating the winning They've goal. They've really mugged him off there, haven't they? Andy? Terrible goalkeeping, wasn't it? It was mm. a really weird decision to make. Well, it was one of those decisions where you see it from one angle and you go, oh, I'm not sure as much in that. And you see it from the other one and he's absolutely smashed into yeah, the back yeah. of him in the penalty area. But, but there was a bit of jitter because uh, Jose Sarr, their uh, very good first choice goalkeeper, got quite a serious injury in training. Mm. So Alain came into the team and, and proved he's, he's, why he's very much second choice. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Going back, going back to the old days where you've got an enormous drop-off between a very yeah. good first-choice goalkeeper. I prefer those days. And, Marcus, uh, that's yeah. a good point about the old days. I was going to say way. to you, actually, is throw it back your way, something that yeah, Andy yeah. hasn't mentioned, is that mm-hmm. one thing we should talk about in terms of the context of this game is that, of course, Wolves know what their challenge is and they score very early. Mm. So then it's almost a bit, it can, and that sounds a bit counterintuitive, but it can be a bit like, okay, what do we do now? Yeah, that's right. Because if we keep pushing and we get caught out, mm-hmm. but if we, if, we, if we drop too deep, we can get caught out. So they, they, uh, the reason I, I bring that up is because Andy mentioned the phrase game management, and I think it is a lot harder than they made it look last night to, mm. to, to, to approach that and to see it out. And of course, they did ride the luck because that close offside ruled out by yeah. VAR, but Indeed. other than that, they were, they were pretty good value. Well, Olympiacos obviously can't do it on a warm night in Wolverhampton. No, it did look Which quite is, warm as well. Yeah, exactly, yeah. And Greece yeah. is usually quite cold this time of year. But... Speaking of Greece, by the way, oh, yeah. let's talk about Traore. Well. I think this is underplayed. Go on. I, I know people talk about it and it's all over Twitter, but I just don't feel like we talk enough about a man oiling himself up for a football match. <laughs> I thought you were going to say it's, this. It's a great picture, isn't it? It the, looks the so shiny. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's what, so defenders can't grab a hold yeah, of him? Yeah, so he can't grab hold of his arm. Yeah. It's like the reverse of Rory Delap and his towel, isn't it? Yeah, for the ball. Yeah. The, yeah. Do you reckon they'll outlaw it then, like they did with the towel? Maybe. Yeah, Rory Delap didn't dry himself, though. <laughs> <laughs> it's the opposite. It's a scale. Delap having... wants it dry. Troyari wants it very wet. Having played in Stoke for so long, you could have forgiven him for doing so. Hey, well, that's true. Yes. Your skin's waterproof, though. The wind will dry you in uh, Stoke. Bloody hell, it is windy up there. Wolves have been rewarded with a quarter-final tie against Sevilla. 
Yeah, Sevilla who beat, who beat Roma. And there was a hundred minutes. A hundred minutes. There was a, there was a red card in the hundredth minute. Yeah, I, I have a huge amount of respect yeah. for the game's gone. Let me just bury my elbow in the back of the guy's head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And there's VAR, so I'm definitely not getting away. Yeah, with yeah, it. that's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was I, a very strange decision. Mm. Do you think though that some people, you know, when when you know you've been when you know the game's up and you just walk off before the referee brings out the red card. Do you think with VAR, though, because sometimes the decisions people go, how on earth is he... Do you think they sort of go, oh, I might just hang on here, just in case well, there's some confusion? I guess he has to decide whether his own elbow is clear and obvious. <laughs> and, it, and, if it, and if it wasn't, <laughs> yeah. then I suppose this, this, this decision stays with the guy on the field. From, from yeah. memory, didn't, didn't he get a little um, Mancini as he was going off the pitch, get a little pat on the back from Eva Benega? As oh, well. if, in my country, we admire that. Yeah, I've done that. Eva Benega. <clears throat> as ever yeah. this is news to no one is a joy to watch oh yeah he's just that free kit was beautiful <laughs> he's a joy to watch by the way yeah, he's, he's, he's got, magnificent uh, he, he will be missed so much have they got VAR in Argentina do you know I don't know no, I, I don't know either they, they can't that <laughs> Well, you, you suggest another man finish a game. Just do not do it. <laughs> if you can hear me, AFA, do not do that. It's like an apocalypse now with director's commentary. Yeah, yeah it is. Yeah. I, I, well, and I, this I, is another deleted set. Oh, for crap, we've been here five hours. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Why are there only eight men left? Um, <laughs> Ava Bonega should have his own song to the tune of Fun Love and Criminals, Korean Bodega. Yeah, I like it. It's in my favour. That yeah, would yeah, be yeah. Fit perfectly. Nice. I, I wish it, he was very, very close to moving to Everton at one point in his career, wasn't he? It never quite happened. I'd love to see him. Emery wanted him for ages for, Did he? for for Arsenal as well. Oh, and it would have been so good. Everton, Benega. Hey, that, that, that would have been the headline. Exactly. It? Damn it all. <laughs> would you hurry up and go there for crying out loud. Um, but Wolves, uh, uh, Sevilla, we know, they know how to win this competition for crying out loud. It's, it's a tough draw. Uh, Shakhtar yeah. and, and Basel uh, in one of the other games. Manchester United against FC Copenhagen. They'll be pleased with that. I'll, ch- um, I'll just chime in before Andy jumps in because he knows much more about Sevilla than me and say that this will be a completely diff- different task for Wolves and a very, very tough one. Probably the toughest one they've faced this season, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I was asked to pick my Europa League semi-finalists a few days ago and I, I had Sevilla versus United in the semi. Is that um, what your interactions with the public are like? Mm. Just people just come up to you and say, you Andy Bresser, can you just give me your <laughs> Europa League semi-final? I'm about yeah, to go, go around say no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do you hang out outside bookies and say, oh, I like, <laughs> yeah. you're on commission, are you? 15% of your winnings. You, you go, do you, do you want an edge? Yeah. Do you want an edge? <laughs> <laughs> My name's Bono, I've got one. Yeah. Um, Inter are playing Leverkusen, who beat Rangers, of course. Uh, Leverkusen. It's a big yes. time with that, it's a big one. Um, but yeah, Manchester United, Copenhagen, uh, they'll be pleased with that draw. Um, will the men from Denmark lol um, no I think you know, that, <laughs> did, you, did you see uh, Stella Solbakken the long serving coach and what he had to say about yeah, it oh, like, mind like, games already is well, there Andy? One of, it was showing the footage in the dressing room after they played Bajik Shahir mm. and uh, one of the players went bonus and uh, right? Stella Solbakken paused and he goes well if you beat United you can have my bonus and then you'll be set for life oh, <laughs> yeah. really? a classic example of Scandinavian humour there yeah yeah, <laughs> maybe they were watching. Uh, maybe they were watching repeats of like some old Bruce Forsyth show. Yeah, but oh, bonus, Brucey. Yeah, yeah and exactly. and have, uh, has anyone heard from Thomas Frank, who seems quite an intense man since his disappointment earlier in the week? Did you see? Speaking that, of Scandinavians, did you see that tweet from uh, I I the Swansea keeper or something like that? I haven't saying? seen it. No. Oh, well, I'm, I'm glad he refused to shake my hand after the match. Arrogant and sweaty man or something. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> Just good, chipping off. Yeah, that was. I think that was a real tweet. Unless some little sod has, has posed as the keeper. Well, it's but... quite a bizarre thing to do. <laughs> Arrogant and sweaty. Imagine if the Swansea goalkeeper had a a sort of fake Twitter account. 
Yeah, or, or, or a Twitter think, imposter. I, forgive me if I've got that thing, wrong, but there was definitely picture. a tweet doing the ramble. Yeah, no, I saw it. I yeah, saw okay. It. Right. The ram- well, the ramble way is to treat it on face value anyway. But I, <laughs> I, I think it is. It was on Twitter. It is particularly rich for a goalkeeper who presumably has just taken his glove off mm. after a hundred odd minutes of action mm-hmm. and complaining about someone else's hand being sweaty. Mm. Yeah, the the last people in sport you want to shake hands with are goalkeepers hands, or wicketkeepers. Hands stink. Yeah. Absolutely stink. Arrogant and sweaty man. Yeah. I've never met him. I don't yeah. know. If that's real or not. But I'm just worried that he might. He's quite an intense guy. You know, yeah. the same way you worry about Guardiola losing a big yeah, match. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah, going to. Yeah. He's going to stew on that. Yeah, I, think but I feel sorry for his family because yeah. he's probably not going to talk to them. Yeah, um, I, I feel the same about Thomas Frank. Indeed. Anyway, you were talking about FC Copenhagen. I apologise. No, I think Andy was. I think we covered that um, yeah, there we, against Manchester United. But yeah, right, Wolves have a very difficult task against uh, Sevilla, Andy. Yeah, they do, and um, Sevilla have been absolutely brilliant since mm. coming back from um, the, the, the hiatus um, they've, they've got so many options and uh, I think it was uh, Ruben Uria the um, uh, famous Spanish journalist was saying yesterday it's not just about them winning on the night it's not just about what Lopetegui's done this season it's not just that they've qualified for the Champions League it's really just a, a textbook way in which to run a club the, the the way in which they've done it in in recent years they've done it like the amount of money they've spent compared to not just you know the the, the peak teams of, of of European football but next to a Wolves it's it's mm. far far less and you know you look at now the position they're in you, we see people linked to Diego Carlos who had another very good game I thought uh, as a centre back who a lot of people would say has been the best defender in mm-hmm. La Liga this season you know they 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 bought him. And now they're going to end up selling him this summer for probably like five times what they yeah. they, they bought him for. And uh, we're Monchi, Monchi's back transfers, that Monchi's back in the Monchi spot. Love that. Yeah. Oh, and and before we move on, I just wanted to say um, I checked with Betway earlier. Man United are actually favourites for the Europa League. Yeah, how about that? Yeah, yeah so I, I, I that's a big shout. That Sev- you... Sevilla are third favourites. I think Sevilla, from what I've seen, and I don't watch as much as Andy. I, I think Sevilla is a standout team well, in that competition, and, and Leverkusen are underrated as well. Inter as well. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I think there's a lot in there. The think, anger of Conte. I, yeah. I think with Inter, you always know that however well they're playing, they've got a way of shooting themselves in the foot. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> that, that is the thing with them. Uh, we, we talked about game management with Wolves. Well, I mean, Sevilla, we, we know they can do that. I mean, you saw that just the only real good spell that Roma had in that game was just before the second goal. Mm-hmm. And then the way they picked them off on the counter. Yeah. I mean, you know, the the precision, the athleticism. And again, Lucas Acampos, who, who set up that second goal for Inesri, has is, is, is been one of the best players in, mm-hmm. in the league this season. Yeah. They're, they're going to be hard to beat. They've been outstanding since the restart. I mean, their, their yeah. record since the restart has been incredible. I don't know if they, have they lost a game? No, they've not. They're, unbe- yeah. they're unbeaten in about 17, 18. There you are, you see. Yeah. Of course, the game wasn't played in Seville um, because they're playing the Europa League oh, in Seville. playing in Seville this time of year. Oh, no, thank you. Yeah, they'd be happy about that. Yeah. Um, they're playing in Germany, but it still look quite yeah, warm. Yeah, that'd be shirts and skins, wouldn't it? <laughs> oh, mate. And you definitely no, want, not for me. I get sunburn. I get sunburn. To me, shirt off isn't cooler. It's just more sun cream needed. Yeah. Um, is it? It looked pretty hot still in Germany, though. Has it been warm yeah, there? It was, still? And, yeah. and they played quite a bit earlier in the day as well. Of course. Yeah, I mean, yeah. That was, uh, just before six, the the kick award, just before seven local time. That's peak hot in London. In, mm. uh, yeah, in um, Duisburg, wasn't it? The the severe Roma game, but uh, yeah, it was it was the same as well for. Um, for Leverkusen and Rangers, it was pretty sticky there mm. in the in, in the first half, and Rangers yeah. spent a lot of it chasing shadows. Yeah, I bet. yeah, yeah. It was a tall order for Rangers and losing the first. Yeah, half. hard. Yeah. I mean, look, they've done 
unbelievably well to mm. get that far in the competition. Well, I, Knock out Braga over over two legs. I think it's, hel- it's helped Scotland's coalition. Coalition? <laughs> sorry, that's not... Uh, that, that, <laughs> coalition. Uh, sorry, I've not heard anything. Uh, Nicholas Sturgeon has not told me anything, so forget that. Uh, goodness knows what's going to happen. Oh. Get Adrian's wall back up and running. That's what I'm saying. You're on well, private eye next week, Marcus. <laughs> one, one, thing, one thing that's um, also I found really interesting is that the qualification games for the Champions League start the same day mm-hmm. that the... The quarterfinals, the uh, yeah, the, the first yeah, knockout yeah, round. Well, actually, yeah. Luke, you know me. I, I don't want to get involved on the running order of this show. But I think if we could bring back Game of the Week, Russian Premier League starts this weekend. Yeah, How Marcus, we've missed you, right. Russian Premier League. Move it on. Move it on. It's been so long, though. Move I think instantly. people would rather watch the Nicholas Anelka documentary on Netflix than the Russian Premier League. Yeah, let's talk I about that. Would. Yeah, probably would. Go about that. Have we heard about this? The, the Incredible Sulk. Yeah. Inc- he's, he's, it's not he's, called The Incredible Soul. That would be brilliant <laughs> if it was. That would be so good if it was. A Netflix original. Yeah, exactly. Well, he was nicknamed Imagine The Soul. It's it? like when Ricky Gervais called that Carl Pilkadu show an idiot abroad and didn't tell yeah. him. <laughs> like, oh, we're going to call it um, Anelka Misunderstood. Oh, yeah, that sounds really good, actually. Yeah. yeah. Turns it on for the first time. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> Where's that come from? <laughs> yeah, Anelka Misunderstood. Yeah. Thierry Henry said, for me, there is a world of difference between what people think of Nico and Nico himself. Also the title of Arctic Monkeys latest. Still. Mm. Um, uh, <laughs> but it's uh, well, Andy. You've I haven't seen it actually. I've seen the trailer and and I've already made my mind up. Um, but but what do you That's think? That's how it's meant to be done. Indeed, yeah. I don't I don't need any facts, Andy. All no. I need is my uh, it, it whimsical uh, emotions. But uh, Nelka has been um, throughout his career a controversial character uh, and has been quite disliked in certain places. And, oh yeah, and so on and so forth. Hence the the title of this, obviously misunderstood. What do, what do you make of this, and what do you make of him? It was really fascinating, just because um, I, I I don't I don't think it changed my mind on what I really thought about him. I mean, mm-hmm. t- to be honest, I, I've, I've already always really liked Anelka. Um, have, you, uh, have you interviewed him before? Uh, no, I've not. Okay. Andy doesn't dislike anybody, though. No, but so, hence, he stuck around us for so long. It's a proper, <laughs> it's a proper sport trying to find someone that Andy likes. I think I'm dislikes. I think I've found like uh-huh. two people ever. And I'm not telling you who they are. Uh, have you watched the Epstein documentary, Andy? <laughs> <laughs> Carry on, sorry. Yeah. There's, a, there's a new feature, Andy Shit House of the Week. Yeah, yeah. It'd be yeah. the hardest work you've ever done that trying to find good. someone. That'd be good. We'll leave it. We'll leave it to the end, so I'll yeah. have all episode to think about it. Yeah. But I think the, the the thing that's always struck me about Anelka is that he's quite reserved and, mm. and and quite shy, and that's something that doesn't really go in football or public life because you've seen it with someone who's shy, but very different in terms of character. Like mm-hmm. We ended up being in the French national team, Yain mm-hmm. Gorkov. When you don't say stuff in football, a load of speculation rises to fill the vacuum. Yeah, like you're moody and, or you're and people, withdrawn. People or whatever, say yeah. all sort of like crazy shit about you. So I think what was so interesting about this, I mean, you asked me if I've interviewed an Elka. Well, obviously, he's never been that connected to, to, to journalists. There are one or two exceptions right. um, who, who appear in the, in the documentary. One of but them is just, presumably Guillaume Balaguet. Because <laughs> he knows to, everyone. To, to have Anelka facing camera talking about himself is actually really unusual. Yeah, really. So it's quite impactful. Then, really, really interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the the thing that maybe disappointed me a, a little bit is, um, I, I guess, for brevity, they they cut out some quite big bits of his career because obviously there are the the bits you, mm-hmm. you you have to hit like Arsenal, Real Madrid. Um, World Cup 2010, mm-hmm. Dominic, 
yeah. all, all, all that, that that sort of stuff. But I would have loved to know more about or, or more of his perspective about his second spell at Paris Saint-Germain, which didn't go particularly mm-hmm. well. And funnily enough, it left out quite a lot. It, it only really briefly mentioned him playing for Fenerbahce mm-hmm. and Bolton, which was a bit that actually really turned his life around actually. it's very difficult to cover it all with an elk it's such a long oh, career t- totally so you, 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 they, you forget how much he covered but, but it. they did include the the controversial celebration well the offensive celebration actually the canal yeah yeah, yeah. 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 what he did at west brom which he, it, which he, it, which he said he, he basically directed as an up yours at steve clark yeah well anyway that, that's a difficult one to unpick so that is in the documentary so yeah. i mean there's a lot in there i mean i i think that this documentary will have to go some to convince people otherwise with with a nail. Well, don't you think that's the same with any any public figure? Like if people have made their mind up about them, they've yeah. they've, they've made their mind up about them anyway. The reason the reason and, the reason people, the Fenerbahce people, people, who, people who don't like it don't the, like him will probably not watch it anyway. The reason you know. the Fenerbahce Bolton period um, I f- think is is interesting and of interest is because when he goes to Fenerbahce, you kind of I, I don't remember the specific details, but about something fifteen years ago, mm. he goes to Fenerbahce. He goes. He comes back to Bolton, but he's so resurgent at Bolton that he ends up getting a move to Chelsea. Yeah, and, and the staying thing, there for it? quite a long time. Well, and played which, in the Champions League final. Obviously, missed the penalty. It's a resurgent. Still. It's a resurgent yeah, part of his yeah, career, yeah, yeah. right? That's right, that's, yeah. that's the thing, and I think that the fact that he's regenerated in terms of how people in the game look at him mm-hmm. in that period is 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 really interesting. Because well, you're right. When he goes to Fenerbahce, people think out of sight, out of mind. Yeah, you know, is is he going to play for an elite club again? No. Especially after Liverpool choose not to sign him, he ends up going to City, and then and, and he's only about twenty six, wasn't he? Then yeah, that's yeah. that's right. But a, a lot of people in the game will have will have written him off as a, as a serious elite contender at, at, at that point. Um, but I think the interesting thing is like when he's at, at Bolton, he goes, I think, back to Turkey to get married. This, this is something that's not mentioned in the film, and he invites the entire Bolton squad with him, and they all come. And Big Sam's there. Well, you know. Nothing like a pint of wine in Istanbul. I was about is to say, yeah, Istanbul's, Istanbul's an incredible place to visit. Oh, yeah, yeah. But but I think I think that's, that's so it's worth that's a watch. Really people listening, this it's worth them having. A, yeah, having I, I think it. that's the interesting thing that it's 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 not just a puff piece. Mm. There's there's a there's a lot of interesting stuff, and he's really honest about it. I mean, he says when he got to Real Madrid because <clears> he said when he was a kid he didn't just want to be a footballer; he wanted to be a star. And when he got to Real Madrid, he realised he was a star, and he said, "I hated it." Yeah, absolutely. There's a lot of mistakes made by Real Madrid when they brought him in. I remember it being reported. In yeah, that didn't, that didn't really look after. No, it didn't at all. Won the Champions League there. Yeah, yeah, he did. it's not too shabby. He did. and he was he was great in in the yeah. semis and the final. Indeed, Andy. Indeed. Right, it's time for this. We concentrate on the topics. We're pretty good to many topics today. <laughs> yeah, it's now time for a brand new section or an introduction of a new section here on the Football Ramble. Uh, let's, let's play it again. Let's play it again in case people are caught unaware. Let's have, let's have it again. And now, ladies and gentlemen, it's time <laughs> for this. We concentrate on the topics. We're pretty good to many topics today. 
Yeah, that's right. It's time for a new feature we're going to call The Topics. Every week, we'll be asking you, the listener, a question from football's darkest depths. That sounds sinister, but it's not really. <laughs> um, it could be anything um, from Atalanta, Atalanta's Champions League chances to what pies you'd ban from a football stadium. Not really dark depths. Charlie's written that. It shouldn't have been written like that. I should have checked it. After the break, we'll be discussing the return of the Champions League. So that's what our first question this week is about. With the Champions League summer extravaganza starting tonight we want to know what unique features would you put in your own summer football tournament sprinklers appearing mid-game a mid-game ice cream break yes goalkeepers must also tend a barbecue that kind of stuff let us know email your answers to show at footballrambledaily.com or tweet us using the hashtag hashtag ramble topics so um, what unique features would you put in your own summer football tournament? We'll read those out every show next week when we get them in and we'll look forward to hearing your responses. Uh, that was... We concentrate on the topics. The topics. We're pretty good to many topics today. And now, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for a break. <laughs> Welcome back to the preview show sponsored by Betway, everybody. Now, gentlemen, before we uh, talk about the Champions League happening this evening, do you see that the five-sub rule has been scrapped? Premier League clubs didn't want to do it. Yeah, um, I, I feel know. good about that. So it was voted... It's interesting you say that. It was, it was voted, I think, only nine teams in the Premier League vote voted for it. So it didn't carry a majority, mm. so it wasn't, it wasn't um, adopted for, for next season. I understand at first glance why people will be supportive of it because they say it favours the big teams you've got a deeper squad you've got more resources you can take advantage of it but the, the the word of caution Andy in response to that I would urge is just that we have seen a lot of injuries there's a tiny break between the start, end of the season and the start of next season particularly for, for Champions League teams and teams in Europe I wonder if this is actually going to be quite damaging the schedule for August is insane for mm. European teams yeah. and I wonder if this is going to be quite damaging as we get through like the winter into into the second half of next season. Well, I think the other interesting thing is the fact if there's one league that could carry off five subs per game, it's the Premier League because mm. all the teams are rich and all the teams have, mm. have, speaking, have, yeah, have, yeah. have got fat squads. I think it's uh, if you're talking about it having a negative effect, it's more likely to be the case in Italy or France where you have one uber-dominant team than it is in the Premier League. Do you think? Do you think? I haven't seen the individual votes, but do you think the Wolves voted against it? Nah, we only use we only use fifteen yeah, players. Anyway. That doesn't matter. Do they have a fat squad or not? Remember, <laughs> <laughs> if you did, you'd want more subs. Fat P H A T. Oh, maybe. I see. Yeah, uh, get the baby oil on them. <laughs> <laughs> get them all up for crying out loud. Yeah. yeah. Well, of course, the the main reason is the the uh, the. the the, the teams who have less quality, let, 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 let we say the smaller teams, they are concerned that the bigger teams, you know, Man City have five substitutes, have been turned the game around and blah, 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 blah. So that's probably, and also, Luke, I know what you're saying about European competition in August. That's probably... Uh, they're just going to get such a short break. And but, I, and we've but seen that would encourage already. the smaller teams and they'll think, OK, so the bigger teams have already got a huge advantage. They've got bigger squads. They'll be even more knackered. Up yours with the five subs. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's no, that's probably true. Mm. But but I mean, look at how many players Chelsea got injured in one game. In the yeah, well, of course, yeah. You know, but but eleven of the clubs voted this day. That's right. I know. Yeah, yeah. Mm. But but when it was when it was voted on before to, for the reintroduction, I think it was sixteen voted in favour. Yeah, which is quite an interesting. And you change. need fourteen. Also, I, no, I think it was just a straight majority in this case. Oh, I think, right? I, I, oh, okay. Normally it's 14, so you might be right. Okay. I'm not entirely sure. I, I think it is 14. Okay. Also, I think the, the, the particular issue with the Premier League is it's about rhythm, isn't it? And in terms of the actual rhythm of the game, it's kind of disruptive, mm-hmm. not just because there are so many breaks, but it kind of edges yeah. towards international friendly when you mm-hmm. get... Yeah, it feels a bit like that. Because the summer, summer as well. And I have to say, like, it's, there, there are so many elements of the Premier League... If, if there, if there was any doubt before, and there shouldn't have been, how important the, the, the crowds are in the Premier League, yeah. that, that shouldn't be in any doubt now. And mm. I think the Premier League will want to recuperate its mm. proper rhythm and its, its full personality as quickly as possible. And that's part of it, I think. Indeed, indeed, Andy. Well, uh, something that we can look forward to tonight, obviously, is, uh, is, is the Champions League. The Champions League is back for crying out loud, and we've got a big one. We've got a big old bugger tonight um, I was debating which word to go yeah. for there there was a few B's I thought I can't use that oh shouldn't use that no I'll go for that oil one. it up and stick it on the wing You're it's absolutely. a lovely fixture yeah. <laughs> it's a lovely fixture Manchester City versus Real Madrid um, now the, there won't be fans in the stadium of course but if there were they'd be very disappointed that Gareth Bale's not in the Madrid side um, Zidane said he's not injured I really respect him Helpful. and all the players. <laughs> he is a current player of Real Madrid. That does not change anything. He is our player. I respect that and I respect him. He re- prefers not to play. That's all I can say. Is Bale's agent got a gun to his head? <laughs> I pre- I pre- he prefers not to play. That's a damning thing for a manager to say. However, it's couched, isn't it? It's He's our player. Thing. I respect him. He's not playing. I respect him. <laughs> yeah. He's an idiot. I respect... You know, is that a Zidane soundboard <laughs> that's done that? Yeah. So does Zidane look alike? It's, it, I mean, I don't, want to, I don't want to turn this chat into just a sideshow about Bale, though, because I think the first game between these two teams was a brilliant game. It was mm. full of brilliant incident. Mm-hmm. The, the crowd, well, I watched it back um, yesterday because I knew we'd be talking about it. The crowd, I know, it's, I know it's a case if you don't know what you've got until it's gone, mm-hmm. but the crowd were amazing just because I'm so used to not seeing them now, which is really sad. You've got Ramos picking up his 26th red card like, late that. in the game. Well, but, he's suspended, of course. Yeah, so he won't, he won't he's be. He's still going, though. Of course he is. Gareth. Of course, yeah, exactly. Making the effort. Do you want me to pick you up in the morning, Gareth? Because I'm still going, mate. Um, but but the, the point I really wanted to make, I just wanted to put, pose this as a question to Andy, actually. It's about Man City. They 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 play well. I mean, a lot's been made and they played slightly they played a slightly different type of football. Riyad Mahrez plays really well. They concede a goal in the Bernabeu against a good team in, mm. in the shape of Isco, but they don't let it affect them. They bounce back, they turn it around to win 2-1. And had things been different. What's transpired has made this probably a fairly redundant question, but I still think it's an interesting one. Could that have been seen as like a watershed moment in the Champions League for yeah, Man City? Definitely. And has that now been lost? Possibly, because they're facing a totally different Real Madrid side yeah. to the, the, the one they would have faced five months ago. I mean, this is absolutely unprecedented. In an era when everything's unprecedented, to play two matches five months apart, I mean, it's very, very difficult. And I think you look at the respective rhythm of the teams. And of course, there have been loads of occasions since football has come back in the Premier League in which we've thought, aren't Manchester City wonderful to watch? How didn't they win the title? Well, they kind of proved why they didn't win the title in that just in that game at Chelsea. Yeah. But there's so little of a genuine value 
to judge City on. I was saying elsewhere earlier in the week that I kind of feel that everything that City has done since the resumption of the Premier League, it's just been high-spec training sessions, really. Because mm-hmm. they know they're not going to finish. Mm-hmm. They're not, they know they're Gearing not going to win the this. league. Well, they know they're not going to win the league. They know they're not going to not finish in the top four. So where does the intensity mm-hmm. really come from? That is... The, the challenge for, for, for Pep Guardiola. And though they've played loads of pre- pleasing football, it's different to like the situation that Real Madrid came back into after the hiatus. It's like, you've got to win every single game. You, you can't drop anything if you're going to overhaul Barcelona. And they played to grind out all those games. And, you know, there's no way, whatever happens in this game, there's no way Real Madrid are playing better football than Manchester mm-hmm. City. That is... Not possible. That is absolutely off the table and, and, and people should understand that. Can they go out there and win the game and the tie? Yeah, still. I think yeah. I think I think they can. You look at the fact that, as Luke says, like all this season, we don't feel that Manchester City can really grind games out. And I still don't <clears throat> feel that. Whereas we know that Real Madrid can. They mm. could they could actually play not that well and still win this game I th- obviously Sergio Ramos is, is an absolutely huge loss and that's a huge part of that mm-hmm. but I think already the talk that they're going to go with the big three up top with um, Asensio and Azar who've not played this mm-hmm. season a lot because of injuries to flank Benzema who's having the season of his life mm-hmm. I mean that but they need goals yeah but especially for a coach like Zinedine Zidane who is circumspect he, he, is, a, he is a coach that wants to defend and react. <clears throat> I think for, for them to go in with three like that, it's a big gamble. It's interesting. Can you tell me the last time Real Madrid have recovered from losing a home first leg never. in the European Cup? The answer is never. Yeah, never see. happened in 70, almost 70 years. Which means it, it will well, probably it, happen then. Is there the one probably, of those sides on that? Means they mad. very, very rarely lose <laughs> yeah. in the Champions yeah. League. It's well. incredible. Uh, yeah. the, the thing, it was, it was, in my, it was interesting because... Um, I can't remember the exact player or person connected to Real Madrid who was interviewed and asked about this fixture mm. and he responded by saying Real Madrid are always favourites and I is thought that right? that's, and that's why people don't like you very much yeah. <laughs> that is why people don't like you very much but I, I, I re- like I said I rewatched the first thing I thought it was, it was just thrilling to watch mm. it was it was a fantastic game City were amazing and they could have won it by more Mares was so bright he was so busy yeah, was. You know, it was a great game to watch it really was Courtois had an excellent game mm-hmm. he kind of kept them in it, in it really mm-hmm. so it'll be it'll be a really really entertaining second leg I hope uh, Juventus versus Leon, Andy your beloved Leon, up against Chris uh, Cristiano Ronaldo's boys, but Leon have a slender lead, but a lead nonetheless going into the match. What, what, what do you think about this one then? Because obviously Juventus are champions, always always assume that unless you're told otherwise. Juventus are always favourites. <laughs> <laughs> That's how they look at it, and they certainly are. Yeah, everything's stacked in Juventus's favour. I think the fact that they were able to take off the last two matches of Serie A, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, yeah. we were saying yesterday, the fact that they won the league by one point it's the biggest fib that yeah, tables have ever told really mm-hmm. um, because yeah. they they you know basically gave away those two games against yeah. uh, Cagliari and Roma in, mm. in, in the in the last two well, games Ronaldo's been rested really as well yeah that's He's right he was rested in the last game Although because so, yeah. in the penultimate game against Cagliari when they lost he was so angry about it yeah, at that point I think he was still entertaining becoming the Capo mm-hmm. Canyoneri before mm-hmm. Chiro Immobile pulled away but he was just so angry with being in a losing situation but the good thing though the good thing for Juventus and and Ronaldo Vissari is very excited about this he said on Wednesday he scored an excellent goal in training 
Well, it, it, if you're uh, Cristiano Ronaldo, you don't really need to boast about goals in training, do you? Well, sorry, sorry, oh, someone behalf. boasting on his behalf. And then so Ronaldo went, oh, Dad, you've always embarrassed me. <laughs> um, context is everything in this game. You know, I, I think Andy mentioned in the, in the last game we talked about, about the gap between the two legs. I mean, the gap contextually in these two, mm-hmm. between these two is unbelievable. I yeah. mean, the reason mm. for that is when they go into that first leg, Juve had scored in 34 of 35 mm-hmm. games under Sarri. They're in great nick. Leon get a clean sheet, which is an amazing performance mm. against that Juventus side at the time. But Leon ride their luck, score this shinned goal after a foul throw when De Ligt was off the pitch getting treatment, mm. and the whole perfect storm kind mm. of descended. And they got a goal, and they were able to keep hold of it. I think, but that's, that, they did deserve to win that game. And and the the goal was very fortunate. Don't have a dig at a Leon little, when a little Andy's bit, in. but neither. Here we go. The, <laughs> I've riled, I've, riled, I've riled him. So the, the him plan, out. the plan was. Well, you coming here? Are you talking? About... <laughs> <laughs> we talked about Sevilla. Yeah, no, no. We'll finish with AFC Wimbledon. At least give it the goal was very fortunate. A little bit, and they didn't score any other goals, so they're fortunate to win it. A little bit. Well, that's like, that's like, that's, like, that's like saying that Juventus were, were were fortunate when Leon hit the woodwork. I mean, that's ridiculous. Really. One thing that's also interesting about that game is that um, the. The players, particularly Cornet, were geeing up the crowd mm. quite a lot. Mm. And it was almost like, looking back on it, and maybe I'm just painting mm. pictures because of what's happened since. Can't but do it this No, it, it, it fit, but it felt like they were mm. really relying on the crowd. Yeah. But don't, don't you think that if, if Leon have an advantage, it's that they're not going to a bear pit? That they're not going to, you know, that, that Ali they haven't played enough football. They just haven't played enough no, football. No, they, they haven't. That's a huge thing. Mm-hmm. But I, I think if you're looking at reasons for this to be competitive, and there are a million reasons to look at it not being competitive because Juventus are far more in rhythm, etc., etc. They're playing at home. They, they're clearly a lot better than Leon. The fact that they're not going to have to go... The Allianz Stadium on a night like this is normally immense. Mm-hmm. I was there when they overturned that two-goal lead against Atletico, for example. Mm-hmm. And Atletico shrunk in their kits. Yeah. You know, they, they, they really did. I think the other thing that Leon have that could work for them, if you go back to the Coupe de la Ligue final last Friday, they sort of played this, they played this containment game, which is kind of what they're going to have to do tonight. And they did it very, very well against Paris Saint-Germain. Admittedly, another team that hasn't played a lot of competitive football recently. Um, but it shows that they are capable of, of, of doing that. So if you're looking for a reason for it to be competitive, it's uh, no atmosphere, Garcia knows how to set up a team to defend yeah. and the fact that Paolo Dybala is not quite 100% fit. But I realise there's a, an element of clutching at straws there. Yeah. Well, where, I mean, if Juventus do go out, which would be a bit of a shock... Oh, Sarri's gone. Then I think there'll be be- a lot before, of... before the broadcast is finished. I was yeah. about to say... I mean, the... 200 deck of Benson and Hedges. Thanks for all the Varakas, <laughs> Wayne. See you later. <laughs> Poor Travis Spitfire. Yeah. See you <laughs> later. <laughs> 200 half Benson and Hedges. Yeah. yeah, I just want the filters. I don't need the filters. Maybe yeah. if they even win with a slender... With just a, I think if he stays in the hat... They stay in the hat. Yeah, no, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. They won't do a Watford. No, you wouldn't have no, thought so. No. Uh, and then on Saturday, Barcelona and Napoli could be an interesting one. And then Bayern, could be. Uh, Bayern Chelsea. It's already three 0 to Bayern, so surely. Uh, yeah, Bayern I, I, I mean, at the there. risk of the risk of having egg on my face for the second time on this show this week, um, <laughs> I um, I'd be stunned if if that's oh. anything other than a, a Bayern walkover. But the mm. Barcelona Napoli games interesting. Again, the first leg was was pretty cool, and 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 the Barcelona score that classic. Barcelona goal from mm-hmm. the golden era of Barcelona balling behind the fullback mm-hmm. and then Napoli find it hard to deal with but Napoli with decent value Griezmann's comments after that game mm-hmm. were really interesting he basically implied that Barcelona weren't good enough in the first half fine but he then made a point 
of saying that Napoli were really tired in the second half. And he, he looked t- quite surprised. Yeah. So I don't know if, I mean, f- however many months on it is, it's probably irrelevant. But at the time, I remember thinking that was quite interesting and a bit of gamesmanship ahead of an expected well, second yeah, they'll, they'll just happen. replay that video, won't they, to the players yeah. and go, right, come on. But they put that video on the wall of the dressing room. Possible. As a yeah, gift. But people, the teams do that, that sort of thing. If, when a player yeah. says something like that, the opposition yeah. manager can go, thanks, mate. You've but just what happens if it backfires and a couple of players go, to be fair, we are knackered? Yeah, if they've run too much and then he's <laughs> yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. well, it, but, time but, will tell. But Napoli were like far more fragile then. Yeah. You know, what they've done since. Coutuzo has done an incredible he job. That, that we've come to a point now, I think, where we have to accept that Reno Coutuzo is a really, really good coach. Mm. Mm. Just let, let's think about that for a moment. I've got no, uh, I've got no opposition to yeah. that. Yeah, I certainly would say that to his face, Andy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, without a doubt. But I think, I think you're right. I think Barcelona versus Napoli, it's one all. Uh, after the first leg, it's an interesting one. That Barcelona, of course, are favourites, but, but but presumably Napoli feel like it's a huge advantage to have their first game at home with fans, and yeah. then their away game without fans, right? Yeah. I mean, I know it's pretty obvious thing to say, but they'd be happy with that, yeah. right? Maybe maybe that'll be you know the way how Napoli fans get into the San Paolo like six hours before kickoff, yeah. Yeah. before um, a really big game. Maybe that's. Barcelona's way of sneaking a few fans in. <laughs> well, it's not technically a game happening mm. at this point. So we're going to open the in. we are going to open the doors for five minutes, six hours before kickoff. Yeah. You've got a chance to get in. No, we should say look, we're an international show. If you're listening, Barcelona fans, don't do that. <laughs> yeah, don't do yeah, that. yeah. We should, do your bit. Do your bit. Yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's now time for us to do our bit because it's time for this. It's one of those games. It's quite difficult to explain, but you'll get it as soon as you start hearing it. It is time for Luke's game. Uh, emotional scenes, dramatic scenes oh. last week as Vish, um, the very popular Vish, or as he's now known, Filio Vish, yep. after his uh, <laughs> strongly held opinions on that particular McDonald's sandwich, uh, one debut. Marcus, what, a, what a game it was. We've you described, we've like come down on the fact that it's a filet of fish, not a fillet of fish. Filet, yeah. It's got right. one T, isn't it? And one L. The filet. I, I don't know. I've not been to McDonald's since it's not, the last century. Actually, the T is irrelevant. It's the L. It's, it's a filet of fish. Filet of fish. Ah. Yeah. Weirdly, is, is, it, is it a muck filet of fish? It might be. Could be. Who knows? It doesn't matter. Marcus, can you <laughs> just give us a, a short sentence <laughs> yeah. on how you feel after that defeat last week? Oh, it was great to be involved in a game like that. Yeah. Mm. The game itself was the winner. Yeah. Yeah, okay. And uh, you feel confident going into it? I don't feel confident at all, but I'm just happy to be here. Basically, <laughs> I've realised that I'm way down the pecking order now and I can just, I've already been relegated. I can just enjoy it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you're up a holiday later, so you are actually on the beach. There's nothing to lose. No pressure. All right, here we go. So Andy, I believe, uh, I think, and I, I haven't, Double checked, but I think that Andy, you were second last time, so you're first. It's really loose interpretation. It doesn't matter. It doesn't really matter. Mm. It doesn't matter. I'll get pelters, whatever happens. Right. That's just how it goes. So, um, Andy, uh, you are going to go first. I've decided that. Um, there has been a slight sort of, not change the rules, but a very, very harsh amendment, shall we say, to the laws of the game. Mm-hmm. There is no... I'm not allowed to speak during... <laughs> yeah. during no, you can do your mind games, all that kind of stuff. I encourage the finger counting, right. all that kind of stuff. Yes. But there shall be no repetition. If there's a repetition, it's a point to the other player. But, uh, yeah, you see, I... Yeah. Arrogant, isn't it, Mark? Yeah. It's just arrogant. Yeah. I, w- I would have won more easily last time if that was applied um, correctly last time. Look at his face. Look yeah. at his face, Marcus. Yeah. That gives you the fuel you need. Put that up on your, on your <laughs> metaphorical dressing room. Right, Andy, you're up first. Gif of it. Yeah, he's played, he's played for eight clubs. He retired, I believe, earlier this year. He is Michael Essien. Right. Mm. Okay. I think that plays into your hands. I don't. I don't think it does. Okay, you would know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, take it from me. You know what you know. Yeah, so yeah, that's yeah. Fine. 
One. Here it comes. It starts. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, I've got all them. Yeah, yeah. Next. Yeah. yeah. Can I trouble you for a bid? An opening bid? Six. Six is a. That's what you're up against. It is. Go on then, Andy. Okay, six, please. One at a time, no repetition. Uh-huh. The thing no is, I, I didn't count on my fingers, so I don't know if I've miscounted. This is where the tension is. Yeah. Okay. I, 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 I'll be impressed if you can get six. That's yeah. all I'll say. Bastia. It's a good start. Sorry, what was, what was that? Bastia. Bastia. Was, right, repetition. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's one. Go on. Leon. Correct. Chelsea. Correct. Real Madrid. Correct. Milan. Correct. Panathinaikos. Not only is he named six, he's yeah. named in order. He does. In order. Very well there. Do you have a guess at the seventh and the eighth? There's, there's somewhere in, I, th- I think, Malaysia or Indonesia. Yeah, Persip Bandong. And then he finished his career at a, pl- a, com- a club called Sabao, I think that's pronounced, but I don't know where they are. Um, so that's I'm one. Glad to, I didn't go for those. That's one yeah. to Andy. When Andy said Bastia, I was like, oh, I'm done. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's, it's an ominous start. Yeah. Okay, Marcus, you're up next. <sighs> um, he's played for six clubs. He retired <clears throat> last year. <laughs> one of the very finest left backs any of us have ever seen play, mm-hmm. without question, mm-hmm. is Ashley Cole. Ashley Cole. Ah. <sighs> Don't look at him, Marcus. He's counting on his fingers. Don't look at him. He is counting on his fingers. Uh, uh, Clear mind, full heart. Can't yeah, lose. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. Do you know what I want to see from you today, Marcus? <sighs> yeah. I want to see fire in the belly, head in the freezer. <laughs> fire in the belly, head in the freezer, mate. That's what you need. That's that's very much what I need. Um, this is so frustrating. Come on. I'm Paxman and you're already. I can do five. That's good. That's, yeah, that's a great good. solid bet. That's good. Right, the great, that's a great solid uh, amount three. Andy? Yeah, I don't think I can do more than five. So the five is on you, Marcus. Mm, so by be. all means, go for it. Well, you bid, yeah, you're sorry, oh, mate. I've, I've yeah, bid sorry, already, sorry, haven't sorry, I? Yeah. 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 Arsenal, Chelsea. Correct. Roma. Correct. Derby County. Correct. LA Galaxy. Correct. Oh. That's one or well played. I remember excellent. Derby right near the end. Who was I was going to have Palace. Palace Crystal Palace on loan. See, I, that was one I forgot. Yeah. I thought Andy's going to get all six here, which is why when I thought I could only do five, I was like, ah. Oh. That's an easily forgettable one. He only, spent, um, only played 14 yeah. league games on loan at Crystal Palace in 2000. Yeah. That was belly full of fire, head of the freezer. Good to see. <sighs> nice. Um, Andy, Just you're up first there. this time. This is a bit more of a curveball. <laughs> okay. He retired in 2014. Very right. well-known player on these shores, but retired in 2014. Right. He's played for four clubs in total. Just four. Yes. It's Park G Sung. Oh, hellfire. <laughs> <laughs> you're giving yourself away with that. You want to be going, yep, yep, yep. no problem. No, I might be doing the old yeah. uh, double, double bluff. bluff. <laughs> Park G Sung. Which I definitely Andy. am. Please. That's difficult. Is it, Andy? All right, two. Can you do three? Mm. I think there are tribes for, for, hitherto uncontacted in the Amazon mm-hmm. that could do two. Yeah. Can you do three? <laughs> to be honest with you, I think I've been struggling with two. <laughs> <laughs> I was really hoping he'd say one. Yeah. I thought I've got half a chance. Do you want uh, to go three or do you want to get him to name them? Well, he's going to get the two, isn't he? Well, then you know what you got to do. Uh, <laughs> do you know what? As embarrassing as this is, I'm not even confident with two. Okay. Then all is lost. I know. Andy, you want to name two? Uh, are you going to go out on your knees or are you going to die on your sword like a soldier? <laughs> I've got to go three, haven't I? Yes. <laughs> That's the kind of stuff that keeps people coming back. Go ahead. I'm about to embarrass myself now. Yeah, that is what I mean. Yeah, I guess, yeah. <laughs> Manchester United. That is correct. Yes. 
I'm genuine. I can't. This is so frustrating. I'm getting him mixed up with one or two others. Um, so I'll go. I'll go. I'll go out on. I'll, I'll go out on a limb. FC Soul. Incorrect. Yeah. I'm afraid that's a point to Andy. Good guess. Andy, what do you what do you know about Park Ji Sung? I, I, I didn't actually know. Too. Oh, clever play. Clever play. So I'm surprised that you both for that because yeah. um, he he was he started off at Kyoto Purple Sang. I'm not expecting to get that. Right. Yeah, yeah. But then he. I thought quite famously because I maybe just because I remember him signing mm-hmm. for Man United from there. He was yeah. at PSV for quite a long time. Yes, that's right. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he went back to PSV later in his career. But yeah. he also spent a bit of time at Queens Park Rangers. Ah, oh, bollocks! So that was the Is two I right? thought you might get. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So two of those three yeah. I thought you might have. Anyway, Andy, you've got the point. I knew it was um, a big European club, and I couldn't remember it for the life of me. And I thought yeah. Andy will get that. But fair play, okay. Andy. It's two one to Andy. Well done. We go again. Yeah, um, Marcus, you are first up this time. He's played for four clubs. Retired in twenty eleven. Very, very, <laughs> very, very decorated player. A household name yeah. to most listeners, I would have thought. It's uh, Edwin van der Sar. Four clubs, uh-huh. Edwin van der Sar. Uh, you are a lucky boy here. Am you I? Are, yeah, you are. They come out at random. They come yeah. out at random. Um, all right, I'll go all four. Okay, and there's nothing you can come back with on that. No. So uh, please go for all four. No repetition, no mistakes. Manchester United. Correct. Fulham. Correct. Juventus. Correct. This one. Ajax. Correct. Yes! yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well played. It's two all. We, go. we, we must have a decider. Here we go. I once, once saw... Once again, just um, great to be involved. It's great. It's a great game. <laughs> it's been a great fixture. I once saw some um, toe wrestling at a festival right. being done. Oh. Or, um, refereed by a very aggressive German man. Uh-huh. And as I walked past, I looked over and heard him scream, We must have a decider! <laughs> it's, always stuck in my, it's always stuck in my mind. So, Andy, uh, we must indeed have a decider. Yes. Uh, you're first. He's played for seven clubs. Uh, and I can't stress this enough. The mm. players come out at random. You may find this not quite in your wheelhouse. So mm. I apologise in advance, but the game is a harsh game. Seven clubs in total. We can't have Scott Parker again. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Seven clubs in total. <clears throat> He's still playing, I believe. He's still yes. playing. Um, Javier Mascherano. Oh, good one. Javier Mascherano. Marcus smells blood. <laughs> Big time here. Does he? Okay. <clears throat> Four? Four. It's a good bit. That is a solid bid by anyone's uh, standards. Can you go better than that, Marcus? That's really annoying, Andy, that you've gone for. It's right in the sweet spot, isn't it? It is, it yeah. is. Yeah. Right, in the, right in the pocket, mate. It really it's is. textbook Luke's game, that, yeah. from Brassel. This is, the, this is exactly what happened with Vish last week. Well, Marcus... He's literally the same. When he, I had four and I went for the fifth. People will jump on Twitter and yeah. talk about perhaps another win for Andy. Uh-huh. What they never mention is what I like the best, mm. is that he just gets the basics right. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Technically very good. The thing is, Andy, you know, he, he, he always he wins those games that you've got to win. Yeah, exactly, and, yeah. You know, uh-huh. That's the thing. He's in the winning habit. He's... <laughs> Go on, so we've got four as a bid. Yeah, how uh, confident are you with? Don't four, think Andy? I'm not noticing you're stalling. Carry on. I just want to know how confident he is. You don't have four. to answer that, Andy. You, you do. don't want to. Well, it's a long shot, but you've got to have a go, haven't you? You do have to have a go. <sighs> so I'm, much I want to say here. I'm going to go five. I was about to say you're off your rocker if you think you can do five. But good, <laughs> but, but good, but good on you. All can right. you go six? Can you go six? Do you want? Do you want six? I actually think I'm, I, I think I can do five. I good think. on you. I, I think I can do five. I don't think I can do six. So what's your bid? No. Come on, okay. have a go. Win let, it properly. I'm going to let him do it. Okay, no, Marcus, on it. you. Five clubs for, a fir- I think, a first ever win over Andy Brassel. Yeah. To be 
the lineal champion, yeah. I think. It would be the lineal champion. Because you lost mm. to Vish, but you weren't the champion at that point. That's Andy's right. been the champion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You win this, the champion, you hold the belt. Yeah. Um, five clubs mm-hmm. that Javier Mascherano has played for, please. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I definitely know three. <laughs> uh, so a poor start. So let's get them out of the way. Yeah. Um, West Ham, yeah. Liverpool, yeah. Uh, Barcelona. Correct. I nearly said Real Madrid. Yeah. <laughs> They're your bankers. They're your that, bankers. That would have been piss poor. So you need two more for the for the title. Now, I'll, I, there's obviously an Argentinian club in there, must be, which which was an obvious one. But but he, they both signed from to West Ham from a Brazilian side. And I think it was. I've got two in my head. This is so annoying. This is this people is, will be on tenterhooks. They are. This, this is magnificent tension. It's great play. Can I yeah. name the two clubs without uh, no putting I, one I, forward? I, no, I have. I have to have a named club from you, so you can deliberate in your mind. Uh-huh. But you have to deliver a club. You can't do it's one or the other. Other, I think that's poor form. Okay. Because you're not going to get anything back from us, so yeah. you might as well just keep it to yourself. So has he got seven in total, did you say? Seven clubs in total, yeah, and you've named three of them. <sighs> West Ham, Liverpool, Barcelona, you've named. That covers his career from so 2006 to 2018. It was one of the big Brazilian sides, and I've got the choice of two in my mind. And this is this is excruciating. Um, I'm going to go for Corinthians. That's correct. You've got four. Right. You've got four. Right. You need one more for the belt. This is massive. <laughs> this is massive. This is so annoying. Because people can't see because they're only listening, but there is a crowd three, four deep outside the studio and right now. They shouldn't now. be here. They, they're, they're socially distanced. Every they single are, one of them. They are. We've padded it That's out. That's why there's yeah. a crowd. Yeah. That's yeah. Why they're socially crowd. distanced. This is so frustrating because there's the, o- there's that, the obvious one. There's no one else here. There's the obvious one to go for, but I'm really not sure he played for them. I need one more club for you for the belt. For the yeah. title. Oh, this is so annoying. You're off on your holes. You yeah. could go with a belt tucked under all around your waist. Yeah. As yeah. You, but you said rocks in your head if you're going to get six, didn't you? I said that about five, but I was, just, I was just building the tension. But yeah. You need I got... hope you've got more than uh, hand luggage on right now. Yeah. I'm being told by the producer, yeah, I'm going to have to push you now. You're going to have <sighs> to get on because we're going to be here too long. The away. safe bet is the obvious one, but I'm not sure he played for them. Um... <sighs> all right, fine. I've got to go for the obvious one, Boca Juniors. It's so close. Oh no! If you had said River Plate, oh man, or Asturiantes, you'd have won. Do you know what I was wrong? I, I'm afraid I had Boca and Velez in my mind. So no, was... neither of those. I'm afraid. So he- Hebei China Fortune makes up the seven. Ah. The, the the title stays with Andy Brassel, but I think regular <laughs> listeners to the game will know that's as close as he's been pushed mm. ever, and that is a brave and valiant effort by Marcus Speller. But Andy Brassel wins Luke's game for this week. Well, I was close, ladies and gentlemen. That's the best edition yet. I was, I was Wolves. He was Olympiakos. Yeah. <laughs> did you, just, you don't have to answer if you don't want to, but did you know Did you know four or five, whatever it was? How many yeah, did you I, know? I, did know, I did know five, actually. Okay, I, I realised that. I thought yeah. you'd get the Brazilian side. To me, it was either Corinthians or International. Yeah. I couldn't quite remember, so I thought bollocks. Yeah. Anyway. Lucky there. Anyway. Well, there we are. Well played, everyone. There we are. Great stuff. It's just great Luke's game. It's great stuff. It's textbook. <laughs> it's textbook. It is textbook. Well, there we are. I enjoyed gentlemen. it. I hope, you've, uh, I hope you've enjoyed that. I hope you've enjoyed the preview show sponsored uh, by Betway. On tomorrow's uh, Greatest Games in association with the Blizzard, uh, the Mail on Sunday's Rob Draper joins us to talk about Watford 4, QPR nil from the 81-82 
second divisions, Terry Venables and Graham Taylor went head to head in the dugout. <laughs> one for the purist. Well, it really is actually. It's quite an interesting mm. one. That so I do. Um, they can be the best types of ones. Absolutely you? right. Uh, and a reminder of our topic uh, for this week, everybody, or next week. What unique features would you put in your own summer football tournament? Email your answers to show at footballrambledaily.com or tweet us using the hashtag Ramble Topics. The topics. Ramble Topics. The topics. There we are. Yeah. And gentlemen. Pleasure. Thank nice you very one. much. Thank you very much, Luke Moore. Enjoyed it. Thank you. Thank you, Andy Brassel. Thank you. Thank you, listeners. See you very, very soon. This was a Stakhanov production.